This is Thrive Perspectives, an ever-growing discussion about the issues that shape our lives with your guides, Dr. Matthew Jacoby and DJ Payne. Matt, you're sitting here in the studio. This is Good Friday Eve, Mm. I'm saying, Thursday before Good Friday 2020. Yeah, it is. And it's a particularly special... um, you know, Easter this year for a few different reasons. Mm. It's coinciding. It doesn't happen very often where the Christian calendar and the Jewish calendar fall on top of each other. Right. Is that, that's right. So Passover is happening this weekend as well. So all of my Jewish friends and people who are Messianic Jews are really, it's fever pitch for them. Depending on what calendar they are and where they count different things, they're counting, you know, some people Mm. are counting it to a, you know, uh, I think I saw one thing saying that there's uh, this. Some people are cal- calculating that this is three thousand three hundred thirty-three years from the original Passover, so it's a big deal. You know, wow, yeah. you know all these different things. So, uh, but it's also a, a really big deal for us because here in our lives, we're going to be celebrating Easter probably for the first time in our lives, separated from each other. Yeah, in all in isolation. Yeah, watching online church services. I know, I know. So last strange week, times. it is strange times. Yeah. Last week we talked a lot about, um, you know, we had the the COVID episode. Yeah. Uh, you know, a fortnight ago we we talked about that. We talked about the Christians' response in these in these times of um, you know pandemics mm. and epidemics and things like this. And we're living through a real strange, you know, strange time at the moment. Um, so. In 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 follow up, I sort of want this episode to be a little bit in follow up to to that COVID one, because you know a lot of us now have got a lot of free time in our hands, mm. or we're sitting at home. Yeah, and I'm amazed at what people are doing with their free time. Am I allowed to say <laughs> that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I think one of my concerns and. I addressed this actually um, in a message that I did last weekend. One of my concerns is that we not only isolate, but we also vegetate. <laughs> and I, and I, fear, I fear that spiritually um, uh, people are vegetating. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, that's the, I have no evidence to I just think there's a danger of that. I mean, there's, there's a lot of uh, people that are really stepping up and, you know, engaging and... Mm. Uh, it's uh, interesting. Uh, I mean, we were just talking before, and you're talking about how there's been a, uh, I guess, a renewed interest in the Bible and searches Huge. on how to pray and yeah. all of these things. Yeah, you can you can search Google Trends, and in the last month, uh, in the in the last two months since February and March, the Google trend of the search how to pray has hit an all-time peak larger than any other time during Christmas or Easter or even Ramadan around Mm. the world. The the curiosity now of how to pray Mm. and also the curiosity of what the Bible says about the end times and the book of Revelation Mm. and what the world is actually all about, humanity at the moment is Mm. at peak curiosity, Mm. you know, around those things. Yeah, so... You know, I, I think there there are you know people are uh, stepping up and engaging in some senses, but in other senses, it would be possible to vegetate. And this this brought for me, this brought up an issue for me that is something that I've been writing about and speaking about uh, to some extent, and that I want to explore more. And that is the issue of 
our mental hyperactivity. Now you're going to wonder what the connection uh, is uh, with that. Uh, w- one of the things that I think is very difficult for us is to slow our minds down. Our minds are so hyperactive. Mm. Uh, they're clicking over like uh, like a ex- you know, um, pressed accelerator without it's just locked on yes. full speed yep. and we, we and we just don't seem to have breaks in our minds and our minds go round and round and now that we find ourselves in isolation uh, what do we do with all this because we're so used to activity and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I think this is a time when uh, people are facing this, uh, particularly in times of worry and concern. One of the things that we do in worry and concern is that we just play it over and over and over and over and over in our yeah. mind yeah. Uh, and, uh, and our mind speeds up and, I mean, anxiety is, is like this, almost like a mental overload, like mm. a, a computer with a... With a uh, like information overload, it yes. just freezes, you know. Mm. Um, and that, by the way, is not an official diagnosis of anxiety. I've just heard it described uh, like yes. that uh, at times. Yeah. And um, uh, so, so this is this is something I've been interested in for some time because I've I've had numbers of conversations with people uh, about this and about the, people's difficulty to pray. I mean, we want to talk about how to pray. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest difficulties we face in Praying is actually our own mental hyperactivity. We're so used to our own internal voice that the idea of talking to God and even um, allowing God to speak to us uh, just gets lost in the internal dialogue. Like our our mental dialogue just won't shut up. Mm. And um, and this uh, this was a. Uh, to take a, a bit of a personal uh, approach, this is something that I recognised uh, uh, about um, would be about a decade ago, perhaps. Um, when uh, I I, I recognised that whenever I tried to pray, that my mind just wouldn't slow down and allow it. I mean, really. Mm. Um, uh, now, but, now, but was it always like that? Uh, yeah, I you? think. Yeah, I, well. Look, I'm not sure, but at, at, you know, at that time, I recognised that I just my mind just kept running off, and mm. and I just kept thinking over and over and over things, and I'd try to pray, but then my mind would go uh, to things. Now, this, I mean, in some senses, this is a symptom of something we spoke about in uh, was it the last episode of the episode before where we talked about how we know? I think it was two episodes yeah, ago. two episodes ago, where we have uh, this habitual God complex where we want to continually try to grasp our problems and control our environment. And I think mental hyperactivity has a a kind of a base. Um, there's a base issue there around our proneness to try to um, exercise divine like control yep. over our own lives. So we replay it over and over and over yes. and we try and figure it out and play and, out the scenario. Yeah. We play out the scenario. And uh, so I think, I think there's a, there's a deeper thing going on there, but I, and, and I, and anyway, going back to this time, I, I recognize this and, and I asked myself, what is it that, 
what is it that my mind is craving for right now? Because I, I, I recognise that was this agitation in my mind. Like I was just, my mind was agitated. So I'd think about this and I'd think about that and I'd think about this. And if, you know, it, it, would, it was like some uh, really bizarre kind of art film that you see in a gallery. You know, you've been into those galleries <laughs> where you see those art films that are just disconnected yeah. uh, images of the mm. most abstract mm. uh themes you have no idea what's yeah. going on this stream of stream uh, of consciousness the stream yeah. of consciousness sort of stuff and this is this stuff would be going on be go from one topic to another and 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 I and I get so frustrated with myself and uh and then I'd just be so agitated and and I I asked myself what is it what is it that I'm craving here and and I identified that what I was craving was mental stimulation. I needed a kind of mental stimulation mm. that would keep up with my mind, almost like a drug. It was like, almost felt like a drug. It was like the kind, not that I've ever been addicted to drugs mm. uh, in, in the literal yes. sense, um, uh, but it was the kind of agitation. I just wanted to go and and basically I needed to go and entertain myself somehow yeah. and invariably that meant media uh, entertainment and I and I remember at the time thinking I have an entertainment addiction wow my mind is has been so overstimulated not yeah. only I mean by activity sure um, but you know if you know I describe that deeper problem of the God complex well there are drugs that we use to you know it's like I, I think uh, entertainment media can be like a drug that yeah. we use 100 um, uh, in a way for, you know, to, I guess to cater for the agitate, the, the way that our mind is just constantly so agitated, but it also compounds it as well. Yeah. So I, I did a, I, I said to myself, well, I did an experiment on myself. I thought, well, I'm just going to fast from media. Awesome. I'm going to fast from media. Now, when are we talking? When are we talking? If you, uh, if this you, is about 10 years ago. Okay. When you realise this. Yeah, when I realised this, yeah. Um, maybe yeah, ten or twelve. Let, let's, years ago, let's, so let's. I want. I want to really paint this picture really clearly because I want to jump in on the back of this and and you know and this is part of what I love about Thrive Perspectives is is we, we we're sort of opening up and the, and the number one piece of feedback that I'm getting from Thrive Perspectives from long time listeners is people are enjoying getting to know. Matt and DJ a bit mm. more and and again this is not what we're doing. It's not the Matt and DJ show. Get to know us, but. This level of mm. of vulnerability that we can be a little bit more mm. personal yeah, in this sure. one is it, so. I want to paint the picture. So ten years ago, you realised this. Now, when you say you you wanted to run off to some sort of entertainment, what what did that look yeah, like? Yeah, okay, fair, fair enough. Well, well, that was. I mean, like I just loved watching movies. Yes, you are you are I, a I, movie buff. Yeah, I, I loved watching movies, yeah, yeah. and um, and so that's you know that's just what what I what I wanted to do, and I and so. I thought, okay, and and also, you know, TV series, and I mean, you know, I was pretty hooked on some TV series. So, watching television and movies, that type of uh, yeah. storytelling, is what you were particularly. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I was into that. Now, I'm gonna in, in a moment. I'm gonna talk, and you can remind me about this. I'm gonna talk about what I'm gonna call um, narrative dysphoria, uh, which which is a, a an issue that I also. This is kind of self experimentation. Yeah. Things that I have had discovered uh, in, in myself. Bring it on. Um, and some of this is based on. Um, further research that I've done um, in, in the meantime, but I, I am uh, I am the guinea pig largely in all of this. So, so I, I did that. Uh, I fasted from media for a number of weeks, actually. And how hard it was, was it? Uh, it was difficult, very difficult at first. In fact, within a few days, 
I mean, I, I, I was experiencing this heightened agitation, like this agitated version of boredom. Oh, what am I going to do? You know, just... Really? Really, yeah, yeah. I, I was quite craving... Um, uh, now, I, look, I, I, I would challenge anyone to do this, and, and the harder it is to do, the more you need to do it. <laughs> and, and so, so I, I recognise, oh, man, I, I'm, I've got an issue here. Yeah. And, um, and so, uh, so I went through, you know, went cold turkey. Anyway, you know, it, it's a little bit like, to, to use the example of the effect that it had, I remember talking to someone who uh, had a, you know, just lived on a fairly bad diet, like high sugar diet, and they said that they cut out sugar completely, Oof. you know, and uh, and they and, and this guy I remember described the the he said it was like I was, and he wasn't exaggerating. He said I, I gained about forty percent capacity, yeah, like I was forty percent clearer. Yes, it just he said it, uh, my my whole you know yeah. my, my whole mindset became clearer. yeah became i just clearer. became clearer like i just operated yeah. with so much more clarity you know that was from going off sugar and i'm also trying to cut out my sugar at the moment as well so which is why i think you, of that you, you're sure you're not talking about me because literally i'm reaching over i've got a fridge yeah. i've got a fridge here. yeah coca-cola anybody yeah, yeah get it get it away from me um i've got a little bar fridge literally right next to the yeah, microphone right. here and it's full of sugary drinks yeah. right here matt matt shuns it every time yeah that's right i shun it um and it's partly because of that that i just always i think of that story and i think man like uh it could it really have that effect anyway but my point is is that it had that kind of effect on me yeah it actually my mind began to slow down mm. and i was able to be much more present in in each uh, yep. in each circumstance and there there was a couple of things that it it um it certainly slowed down my mental hyperactivity like it really did uh, it really did slow that down but there was another effect that was interesting and this is where the sugar example comes in that's hard to describe and this is where i'm going to talk about narrative dysphoria um, now that's a term that I've coined to, to describe this, but it does draw on it draws on uh, you know different sources that point out that we live and understand our lives, we experience life through the lens of narrative. Yes, we we all view our lives in a story, you know, um, within the within a story. Uh, our um, whole moral experience, our whole value experience. Uh, the experience of what we value and pursue, and it's all defined within a, within a story, yeah. w- within a narrative. Which I think we can. Am I right here to say, Matt? That's how we've been designed to. Yeah, that's how we've been designed. Yeah, yeah yes, and it's a good thing. Yeah, that's right. So uh, um, this is. I mean, I, I, I referred to. Um, uh, uh, Yuval Noah Harari is written is a very prominent atheist uh, who has written a book called uh, Home, uh, well, A Sapiens and then Homo Deus, the, the two books that he's written. We talked about that on yeah, previous we, we did talk about that a bit. Now he's, I mean, I, like I think his atheism is really, the argument that he gives it, it's really quite a pathetic argument actually, but <laughs> because he really just assumes it. Oh, we yeah. don't, no one believes that anymore. And, yeah. and I mean, what, what he basically says is that human, the human mind uh, we think in myths. That's his thing. We, we we create myths and we live in those myths. That's just what the human mind does. Mm. It's almost like we can't not do that. Mm. Um, and there's a whole lot of be- you know research. Um, that and he he, 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 he would say myths, 
would you use that same language or would you say narrative instead? Uh, well, I'd, I'd say narratives, but it's interesting that C.S. Lewis said a similar thing. Yeah. And, and he was happy to use the word myth yeah. because a myth, I mean, he was a classicist in, 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 in when the Greeks, ancient Greeks, classical Greeks is yeah. what I mean by classicist, when they thought about uh, their stories, they didn't think of them as untrue. Yeah. So for, for myth, mythos, the Greek word didn't mean an untrue story. It yeah. wasn't a fiction. Anyway, and, and, and I think it's become come to mean that, and certainly Harari, Harari, you know, says, well, all of these stories they're just stories, as if his naturalistic evolutionary story yes. is not a story. Yes, which is interesting because he <laughs> he does he doesn't submit himself to the same critique as he submits everyone else to, uh, because he the whole way through he's storytelling the whole time, mm. uh, and yet he thinks that he can stand outside of all meta narratives, and and pass judgment on all of these silly little stories that yeah. we tell ourselves. Anyway, that's uh, that's another point. And and to and to horribly uh, get C.S. Lewis's quote wrong, which is funny that you brought that up because yeah. it immediately jumped in my mind when you used myth. I'm such a C.S. Lewis nerd. Is that is that accusation that people would make of him of of saying that Jesus the Jesus Christ narrative is just a myth? Yeah, the whole thing. And he would he would say yes, yes, it is a myth. It's the true one. It's, it's, yeah, the, it's true the true myth. myth. Yeah, the right. true yeah. myth. And I, I mean, that's a beautiful C.S. Lewis turn of phrase. Uh, but that's what he. I mean, he uses the word myth. We might use the word story or narrative instead. Yeah, but yeah. basically, selling the same thing. It's telling telling a story how we view the world around us. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so the the point is is that our minds are made for stories, and we construct stories uh, within our mind, and we live within those stories. Now. As Christians, one of the most important thing is to place ourselves within the right story. Amen. Within the biblical story. Yes. Uh, this is why I'm so passionate, I know you are too, about seeing people immerse themselves in Scripture. Uh, I, I just, the, 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 I mean, the amount of Christians that I've met that say, oh, yeah, I've never really read the Old Testament. I just, you know, read a gospel here. Like, oh, it's, I, I just can't conceive yes. how you can it's- live a Christian life like that because... Living the Christian life means living in that story, mm. and and we are narrative creatures. Like we we orient our lives around the story that oh. we're in. Okay, so I'm making a note here. I, we'll get back to that yeah, later yeah, on yeah. in the episode. So, <laughs> um, so so uh, yeah. So we th- that's how we navigate our inward navigation mm. uh, system is is a, in a sense narrative in 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 its in the way that it that it works could not agree with you more at the moment okay. Matt you're preaching to the choir right. here so now what happens then when we are constantly immersing ourselves in this narrative and that narrative and a lot of the narratives actually that come through television and movies particularly pop media mm. are kind of similar and they uphold very similar values which by the way are completely uh, counter to the biblical narrative 100% in terms of values. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, a lot of people say, because, uh, you know, often we put this down to moral thing. Well, it's moral, you know, it's not, there's nothing bad happens in this. And, and by the way, I'm never, I'm not going to say that watching movies and TV is bad. Mm. It's, it's like, uh, you know, I eat a little bit of sugar, yeah. but if I have, if I eat lollies for breakfast and lunch and like, I'm going to get really, really sick. And I'm suggesting we, we are, we are mentally quite sick okay, um, because of our media diet. So it's, okay. it, this is not about – this is about excess. 
you know, this is about moderation, you know. You, you're going to be the moderate one. I'll get on my high horse and start throwing judgments out left, right, <laughs> centre. As, that's the difference between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so break this down, this narrative dysphoria. I love this phrase. Let's, let's break it down what you're meaning. So, so far, we as human beings tell ourselves the stories of our lives. Yeah. We place ourselves within the story. For some people, it might be very um, a narrow story yeah. and it's only about them, right? Yeah. That's it. And it starts and ends with them. Other people put themselves in a bigger story and it goes forward. This is well, my parents or my grandparents. Yeah. Like they tell themselves a bigger story. You're saying that as Christians, we should be placing ourselves in a huge, yeah, story. In, in the biblical story, and, and that that is really, you know, Jesus says you build, you, you know, build your life on the rock, you know, and you. Mm. I mean, this is, I think, because I think I've been talking about this in the light of the present Christ, the importance of actually grounding ourselves in the one solid thing, right? Uh, and that's, you know, that's putting ourselves in this story because it's the only sure thing because mm. it's the real story. Yes, and I think that's been vindicated again and again and again. So. Um, what happens when we're immersing ourselves in? Well, well let me let me uh, explain it personally, and, and uh, to, so, so this is not just all abstract. Great. When look in times, there have been times, and I'm going to go back to the sugar example. There've been times when I've gone off sugar for a while, and when I come back to it, um, when I eat sugary things, they oh, they seem really sickly sweet, and they actually have a really bad effect on me. Like they make me headachey, yes. and you know, like it's. Um, mm. So, so because my body has become, uh, you know, yeah, like working I'm, without it. Yeah, I've learned to work without it, and so uh, the sugar rush. Um, I mean, I've, uh, I so the same thing essentially happened when I fasted from media for quite a while, and then I went back to it, and and I. I started, you know, watching all of this stuff. I just got drawn back in. I just got drawn back in. Mm. But this time, almost immediately, I felt disoriented, like spiritually disoriented in a really strange way. I thought, what is happening to me? Uh, it was messing with my sense of reality. Like, because during that time, I had started sitting still before God. I mean, this is another story and, and, and maybe just make a note of this. I just want to talk about that as well. <laughs> like I did, you know, and, and which I still did even this morning sat there for just in apps, like in this, it's just the most beautiful thing, DJ, honestly. It's like I sit there with God and, and I am completely still mm. and I wait, you know, I wait on God, mm. be still and know that I am God. Mm. And, um, and I've, I'm, focusing on nothing else but on how much I need and want God. And I can sit in that. And actually I find myself riveted uh, in, in that in that place. And I'd so I'd spent a lot of time. This is when that began for me, yes. during that period of uh, whatever, n- number of weeks, maybe even a couple of months, mm. uh, I'd established this. And I'd had some, like, oh, man, it just had an amazing effect on me. Mm. Like in mm. terms of me being present to God. Mm. I mean, we speak about... God's presence. Well, God is present. We're not. That's the problem. We're not present. So I had, in other words, become present to God, and and um, and it, and it changed the narrative of your story. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, and look, you know, I've always I've always been an avid you know scripture reader, but I, you know, I was really just. I mean, I had more time and, and, mm. and I, I wanted to use be more intentional, and so I got into really good habits of you know reading scripture and and. Um, uh, I, when I went back to it, I experienced this dysphoria 
this disorientation about reality, about myself, about my desires were getting and, – and, and, and I just – and it freaked me out, you know. And All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What thing, what entertainment thing sucked you back in? Uh, was it a movie or a CV series, a, a you know DVD series, television series? I think it might have been Breaking Bad. <laughs> I knew, I knew it was going to be Breaking Bad. I knew it was going to be Breaking Bad. Well, okay, I won't say anything about that. I will not say anything about that anyway. Uh, anyway. And I'm, not, you know, it's 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 a great TV show, and oh, and, and, and I the, still say to people, best. it's a you know, it's a great TV show. Yeah. I, you know. I mean, but it but it twisted your own personal. Yeah, narrative. I, I because I be, I absolutely binged. Yeah, I got so you sucked did, in. Look, and, I, and, and I, as a witness <laughs> on the outside, I mean, I I got to confess here, I watched Breaking Bad as it came out. I I, I think I got on board in season two. I was an early yeah. adopter of Breaking Bad. And then when when you got into it, Matt, you got into it after it was already said and done. When, when did it? When did it come out? It it came out. Well, it finished. Oh my goodness. Anyway, it, it finished. Matter. It I'm finished. Just thinking whether it was that, but I, I think I'm it gonna, might have been. I'm going to say it finished seven years ago. Yeah, and it went for about five years. Yeah, so you're about you're right on track so because because literally, you know, after it was said and done. Yeah, <laughs> you went out and got all the DVDs and binged it in like a super drug. You like you just went hard on it. Yeah. You don't do things by halves, Matt. Yeah, well, I was given the first one, which was, you know, which was a great gift. And it's not, it's not that, it's not that actually getting that was wrong. It was again, this is about excess. Yes, this is about excess. Yeah, uh, and 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 so I, I experienced this dysphoria, and and I realised, oh, wow, uh, we're not as. Um, uh, what's the word? Immune? We're not as immune as we think we are. Yeah. Like people say, "Ah, oh, it's fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it." I mean, I, I, you know, I, 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 you know, read the, you know, the, the whether the content, you know, mm. descriptor or whatever, and and I make ah, sure violence. there's no obviously moral ah, violence. A few swear words. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, mixing, you know, mass see, swearing. This is not the problem. Yeah, this this is not really. I mean, <laughs> look, it is, it isn't. Of course, there's there's the moral issues, and that's a separate thing. That yes. you know, um, it, it's it's actually the fact that we are putting ourselves inside a story and living in that story. Yes. And it does have an effect on our internal compass yeah. because our internal compass is narrative oriented. Mm-hmm. We, we orient ourselves within a narrative. So if you are bombarding yourselves and becoming emotionally invested, the, the, you know, the reason, that these, the reason that we binge on these series is because they draw us in to becoming enormously emo- emotionally invested. Yeah. Like there's billions and billions of dollars invested in this industry yeah. to hook you in and keep you in, right? Yeah. And it's, and it's, it all appeals to this inward sense of narrative. It appeals to that natural the, the, the desire element. for story. Yeah, the desire that's for story. right. Yeah, because you know we, we oh I'm going to live in this story. Yeah, and it's really it's a strange dissociative thing that we do, but we really identify deeply with this, you know, in, and and so forth. So, um, so I uh, I since then um, have. L- Learned to really measure, <laughs> uh, really, you know, yep. because um, and and when when I when I'm not measured about it, mm. I recognise the effect that it has on me. Mm. You know, I watch TV, I watch, uh, you know, I watch movies, but uh, and I'm look, you know, and I am cautious about the content. 
but for me, it's more than that. Well, I think the discussion we want to have now that we are mm. having now is bigger. Yeah. And and oh, this is gonna this is gonna trigger some people, but we're not here to talk about you know the the correctness or the morality of what of the art. Yeah, uh, that's another conversation. Yeah, the art, the, 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 that type of discussion. We're talking about the heart yeah. here, and 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 the way that we are are being stewards. Yeah, or in self control of our own minds. Yeah. Well, well, let's let, let's talk just for a few moments about the media itself. I mean, okay. I, I remember um, uh, it was after this time. Uh, I, I remember watching the uh, original Planet of the Apes with yeah. Charlton Heston. Remember that film? Uh, and it, it. in its day, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, it was an action film. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's your blockbuster kind of film, right? Big time. Yeah. Now, there are long scenes of Charlton Heston walking through the desert. Yes. And, it, it's, and- it's the same about showing young people... As a star, I'm a, I grew yeah. up as a Star Wars nerd. Yeah, and you show young people, kids today, like young kids, yeah. the Star Wars films. Yeah, and the original ones that we grew up in. This, you yeah. know, the the original Star Wars and New Hope episode four, whatever you want to call yeah. it. A lot of young kids are like, "Oh, come on already!" It's so slow. They, it's, it's so boring. Yeah. As opposed to the latest one, which are which just action, action, it's like unbelievable. Yeah. It's so short. Everything is cut so Nothing short. Nothing means anything. There's yeah. no connection between it. Yeah, that's right. And, the, and it's like, wow, there's stuff and I happening. Thought, yeah, and I thought, isn't that interesting that within that span of time, and I forget when that was made, maybe in the fifties or no, 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 seventies, seventies, really, yeah, yeah. Uh, late sixties. Well, 70s. even though, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean. Uh, that that was that within a matter of a few decades, yeah. the the media had become so sensational that we look at a film like that now and we get bored. Now, what does that mean when I say we get bored? Well, we get bored because it doesn't have uh, it, there's a certain level of stimulation that it's lacking. It's like it's like um, 1968. Yeah, uh, 1968, yeah, yeah, yeah. 50s, what am, what am I thinking? <laughs> it just seemed that old, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so, uh, yeah, so, so it has this um, these heightened levels of, of stimulation mm. that uh, that make everything before just look... Corny. Really boring. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and so it actually becomes, it becomes difficult. Because it's like, you know, when I, when of sugar, I found that, Fruit started to taste sweet again, mm. but when you when you have high yes. sugar diet, fruit tastes really bland. bland yes. Yeah, so I mean, it was interesting too that that, that I, um, I mean, I, you know, as you know, I'm right really into the art of film, so I, I really love films that that challenge the way that I think and and because I think actually film is a wonderful art that can put you into scenarios and challenge frames of mind and ways of thinking and 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 it can be a tool of reflection but invariably the films that do that are films that most people would find really boring and perhaps even bleak you know I mean uh, the classic example is uh, like um uh, what's a classic example? I mean, oh, I, you know, oh, like I, I love Michael Haneke films. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he, he um, you know, the, the, the white, the white ribbon and, 
the, the, again, people probably wouldn't know these films. I love, there's another filmmaker called Andres Vigenstev who I really love who makes films that are given lots of space, that they give you lots of space to think what's going on. And, be, and they're actually there's a message coming through. It's not always a message that I agree with, mm-hmm. but it makes me think and oh. it gives me time to think and it's not bombarding me with, with, with imagery. It actually, and I mean, I saw an interview with Michael Haneke where he talks about the need to meet the filmmaker halfway. He said, I want my my audiences to meet me halfway mm. and they create room for reflection uh, and and um, I, I found films like that really difficult to watch whereas now actually that's you know I, I find that much more rewarding than your, your massive blockbusters which I just are just the biggest sugar rush yeah well, that's, uh, I mean, no, that's look, no, and yeah. look, no, let me say, I still enjoy a bit of you know, the get out there and, and, and entertainment. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to go and be lining up for a Star Wars yeah. movie. And yeah. so maybe not the first one. <laughs> you, you're the first one. <laughs> no, not anymore. But it's, but again, there's, you know, we're going down a different path here talking yeah. about movies. But the, and, po- the point is to what it does to our minds. Like the, the, the point is, is that there are real art forms here that we don't have the patience to really bear with. Yeah. You you go back, you know, you go back a uh, hundred years to the sort of music and the literature that people read and listened to and now we would see that as boring because it doesn't hook me in in the first one minute mm. because our, actually our minds have changed. Mm. This is, our media has changed our minds. Yeah. And, yeah. and, the, and it's, it's brought in a level of, of mental hyperactivity that makes us unable to really engage with anything that doesn't keep up with that. Okay, let's, I, I want to I drill down on that. I want to I really break into that. But let's take a break right now. Let's just take a breath, have a pause for a moment as we're talking about, <laughs> you, know, the, you know, the stimulation here. Let's take a little break. We'll be back and I, I want to talk about, you know, some of the causes around this, talk a little bit more personal and how... We can respond to that. What is the Christian way we should be thinking about that? You're listening to Thrive Perspectives with Matt and DJ here. DJ Payne here, and if you're listening to this when it's coming out, then uh, happy Easter 2020. I hope you're having a wonderful time with you and yours. A little bit different this Easter, but uh, I pray that you're having a great time now. Also, I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Thrive Perspectives. Uh, Something a little bit different, you know, a little bit more personal. This is a subject matter that Matthew and I talk a lot about a bit in our own personal lives and off microphone, but uh, hopefully we're, uh, you know, giving you something to think about and encourage you as well. Got a crazy idea for you, got something different. In trying to make Thrive Perspectives, and also Thrive Deeper for that matter, 
uh, more relevant to you, what we thought we could do is create what I'm calling, let's call it the advanced party, all right? This is for people. (laughs) This is for you. If you really are committed to these podcasts and you want to be part of the advanced crew, what I'd love is you just drop us an email via the website at thrivetoday.tv thrivetoday.tv you'll find a way to contact us there send a a contact and all I want you to do is say hey I want to be part of this advanced party use that phrase advanced party and we'll know what you're talking about now what do I mean by that I'd love to send you some of the topics and the ideas that we're going to be talking about on Thrive Perspectives and even for Thrive Deeper to give you a little bit of an advance warning for you to have a think about it and get us questions in time for us to answer them on the show. So for example, I might send you an email and say, listen, next month we're going to be talking about the concept of, you know, eschatology. We're going to be talking about the book of Revelation. Have you got any questions? And you might, yes, I've got questions, and gives you a little bit of a time to send them in to us, gives Matthew and I a time, some time to process that. So I want to I want to build up a, a team of people that are, uh, you know, really invested in the show and would love to think about questions for us. Now, if that sounds like you and you hear that and go, oh, that sounds like fun, then please contact us. Now, if you hear that and think, that sounds like homework, I don't want to do that, then please... <laughs> <laughs> don't don't contact us. Just uh, just let us know if this sounds like something that'd be fun to you. And we we don't need a lot. We just need a few people who've got some questions there. Then please get in touch with us via the website thrivetoday.tv. But hey, listen, even if you're not interested in that and you just want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. Truly, we really do. Those emails mean so much to us. And thank you to everybody that gets in contact with us and uh, encourages us. We really appreciate it. Well, in talking about our entertainment and media diet, let's get back into the episode and just ease on into it now here on Thrive Perspectives. Perspectives. It's uh, DJ Payne here, and with me, of course, our good friend Matt Jacoby. Matt, you've brought the subject matter for this episode. We're talking about, you know, media stimulation, our need for entertainment. What is the Christian response to all of this? And uh, I'm, I'm sort of using this currently. Uh, wanting to talk about this in the light of the fact that a lot of people have got some time on their hands at the moment mm. during this COVID-19 mm. pandemic, right? And people are at home and people have got some time in there using a, a lot of things that people are, I'm seeing so many people posting on the internet about what they're watching on Netflix and all those type of things. Mm. I, I have found for me, and you've, you've, you've spoken very personally about, you know, your realisation about your, you know, entertainment addiction that you felt you had 10 years ago and what you did about it. For me, it was a little bit different. I, I realized that I, you know, you, I love that simulation. I love to think Mm. you love the feeling of thinking. And for all of my life that came at me 
at mo- with movies, mm. art, music. Let's dump all of that into the art box and books mm. and reading. I devoured books. I was always like had two or three mm. books going at the one time. Fiction, non-fiction, everything like that. I love to read. I love to read. Then I discovered podcasts. You know, <laughs> I was an early adopter with podcasts back in 2005, 2000. I think I, I, I started creating my own podcast in 2005 mm. for crying out loud 15 years ago. <clears throat> and the two lived in harmony for quite a while. But I would say over the last decade I've realised – that I've stopped reading. The mm. part of my brain that was getting exercised mm. by reading books has gone to podcasts mm. instead. And I've, you know, I just go on these podcast binges. I'm always listening to listening to stuff in, in the background there. I find that has been the struggle for me personally mm. and still is a struggle because the times where I could just say, you know what, I'm just going to sit and read for an hour or two after half an hour, I begin to you begin to twitch. Yeah, yeah. Well, and one of the reasons for that is that the the nature of the media that we're entertained by is it pushes us into a state of mental passivity, mm. which uh, which because well, look to read a book it requires active engagement. Now, I did a speed reading course before I started my doctoral studies uh, in whenever that was two thousand and. At 2000, 1999, <laughs> before, that was before the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Back so in the old that, days. Yeah, that's right. Uh, when I, I did this speed reading test and the instructor um, and, and all, all of the people there were, you know, those people studying law and uh, there were some doctoral students and p- doing, med- like, for, you know, people, people who needed to. consume, to, We're going yeah. to consume a, a lot of, uh, a lot of material and, the instructor said, the first thing that I need to teach you how to do is to engage with the text actively. And he explained that we are habitually passive in the way that we consume media. T- consume media. And I thought, isn't that an... And I always remembered that. You know, we worked with, with this short novel by Albert Camus called... Uh, which one did we... Uh, the Outsider, and which is quite a high conceptual kind of book, you know, and we had to – we were reading this book and engage. Anyway, uh, I, I didn't uh, I, I didn't come out with great speed reading skills. I do read a lot and I research skim read a lot, but I'm not a, a great speed reader. But I did actually learn something about active engagement. That was the, the key thing. And and what uh, – so, so this is the thing, yeah. this – passivity and it's a problematic thing and I, but i also think that the that the the and i don't like there's two schools of thoughts about what's happening in the world and people want to wear you know conspiracy theories out mm. there and there's some sort of level of you know spiritual look maybe but let's just be very practical for a moment over the last decade we've all gotten used to what you know some people call yeah. the black mirror in our hands yeah. which is this device that is constantly connecting us with anything and everything, and yeah. everything we've ever wanted yeah. to in our hands and we have now streaming media like and it's little bites too it's constant little bites and it just gets al- thrown at us always so, always there so all of this together is putting us in a state of mental passivity, which is what makes it difficult actually to read books because it's not drawing you in or grabbing you or you actually have to engage 
really intentionally with it. Yeah. Uh, to, I mean, it's the same. It's the same with. I mean, look, there are novels that get you in in the first page, and yes. and and. But again, they tend to be the more pop trashy. If yeah. you don't mind me saying that, yeah. uh, kind of novels. I mean, uh, you know, try listening, for example, to classical music. Mm. Uh, in a passive, with our passive mindset, you just, oh, this, you're going to start twiddling your fingers, and because it's not made for it's not made for the modern passive mindset, it doesn't have a hook within the. the, the, the I mean, I've I've heard about uh, you know radio um, programmers who you know judge songs on whether there's a hook within the. Is, is this going to hook people in in the first thirty, 30 seconds? seconds? Yeah. 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 So, uh, well, classical music is not made for the modern mindset. It's no. made for you to meet it the composer halfway yeah. and and you have to engage actively and go on the journey and there's a lot of a lot of the best literature does that i think a lot of the best film does that um but it's so difficult for us to engage that now here's the thing try reading the bible with a passive mindset i mean how many so many people have said to me uh i just i just can't get into it yeah no actually what they mean is is that it's not grabbing me and drawing me in yeah w- what in order to read the Bible, you, you have to actually engage actively. We need to recover our ability to engage actively with things. Okay, so we'll, okay, Matt, let's let's bring it home here because we've both been very honest about the struggles that we have and whether you know we're, we're using entertainment as an escape or we're using it to tickle that itch. Uh, or we're using it as just a – I know for me personally, sometimes when I've had a very busy day and my work is being mentally present. Yeah. Like if I have to sum out what I do for a living, yeah. including this, mm. it's being mentally present. Yeah. And at, at times I just feel like, oh, I need to – and I want to switch off. And I want to – and I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, mm. wanting to relax and use that. Now, if I do that for the next six hours eh, – might be a problem. But if yeah. I do that for half an hour yeah, to an yeah. hour to have a break so I can come back and regroup, fine. And we're, so there's, we're, we're not trying to – I'm saying all that to say I don't want to feel – I don't want anybody to feel like they're being judged or, no. you know, or anything there. But let's be practical now. People are sitting there going, oh, guys, you're making me feel really guilty. I'm, I'm binge watching all these shows. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm watching this. I'm watching that. Or I'm, I'm playing. We haven't even touched on the world of gaming because yeah, neither no, of us are right, gaming. Yeah. Video games are a massive time <clears throat> suck yeah. for so many people. Yeah. Being on the phone, social media. There's so many distractions now. Yeah. What is practical advice for people to break? In your words, Matt, this narrative dysphoria that we're we're, we're so stimulated, we we yeah. cannot stop. How? Do we stop and and pick up the Bible and go, right, I'm going to spend an hour? Yeah. Like if I said to someone, you've got to sit down and read the Bible for an hour, the panic in their face. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, look, I mean, I, I feel when I say to people, read, you know, read scripture, I, I, I can feel people saying as if I'm ever going to, like yeah. almost, it's almost annoying. It's ir- irritating. I think it becomes irritating for people because they know deep down there's no way I'm, I'm a, there's no way I'm going to do that, you yeah. know, because it just, it just seems pointless because the engagement, they've never been able to engage. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think um, I think there are some things that we can do. Right. Um, I, I do think some media. Look, I, I've said at the start, this isn't about cold turkey. I'm not. This is about moderation. However, 
uh, it may be that you need to do some media fasting. Now, in an on- what I did after an initial uh, period of um, of a few weeks, and, and I'm not saying necessarily to do that, but I then put boundaries around when I could, yes. when I would watch telly, and even how much, yeah. you know. So. Uh, for example, I would, in the same way that I would put boundaries around how much sugar I, I would intake. Yep. You know, um, so at that time, you know, I went from that, I went to saying, okay, weekends only and uh, in moderation. So I went to that next step. And then, and look, and at the moment, um, I just don't really have a taste for lots and lots of meat. It's actually, it's changed me to the point where it changed, it changed my taste. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I, um, I actually, because I was, it enabled me to engage actively with, with b- books. And I, I mean, I've always read a lot, but um, uh, during that period, like you, I was drawn away from that. And it was like, if I'd have to and research purposes and all of that sort of stuff. Whereas now I generally, uh, genuinely enjoy reading or I mean, listening to books is another thing yeah. um, that, that, that I do a lot of. That is that is uh, helpful. So maybe, so you're saying maybe step one is again. I want to be really practical here, Matt. Um, maybe it's time for a fast. Yeah, I think it's time for a fast. You know, and, I, it, and it's quite funny that we're talking at this at the end of Lent as we're about yeah. about to hit Good Friday in the yeah. Easter period. A lot of Christians do do fasting and media fasting over the period of Lent, and that's great. But let me just suggest you don't need to wait until next Lent. You can do <laughs> this right. any time. Yeah, any that's time. right. Uh, at the very least, moderate it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch one or two episodes. I'm not going to watch seven in a row. Yeah. And again, whatever it is that your thing is, whether it's a podcast or podcast, whether it's yeah. videos, video games, uh, Netflix entertainment, television shows, uh, whatever these things are that you're getting sucked into entertainment-wise, social media is another one. Yeah. Here, let me give you a practical thing. If you're thinking, guys, I cannot do this, practical step number one, just say one day a week. Just one day a week. That's like yeah. d- Just start there. Say, right, I'm not going to or, – or try to break the habit in that way one day a week. Now, step two I think is really important because if you're going to do it in your own strength, you're going to fail straight yeah. away. I think step two is really important. Pray about this. Say, God, I feel I want to try this. Give me the strength to do mm. it. And and really do rely, you know, rely on yeah. him. I, and look, for me, uh, I went into this because I discovered the – detrimental effects it was having on my ability to be present to God. Yeah. And I've explained what I mean by that. Mm. Like really detrimental effects. I think we have a big problem with prayer because our minds just will not slow down and stop and allow us to actually be present. We're in this constant state of kind of dissociation from reality. And, And I think the big challenge with prayer is becoming present to and with God, and mm. uh, and I discovered that um, a combination of getting off all of this stimulation and waiting on God and being still before God, uh, you know, just transformed my life. Yeah, transformed my prayer life. Mm. So, so I, I was doing it 
not only in God's strength, but I was doing it because I wanted to connect. Like it was, it was actually in the, what I was really praying for at the time was God, I really, I really want to connect with you. I've got yeah. one life. I don't want to. I don't want to live in the in the matrix. That, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You know. I've got. I actually want to live in reality. Yeah. You know, because it would be possible to live your whole life in all of these little alternate realities, and at the end, find out you actually missed out on your own life. Mm. And and by comparison, the the state of mind that I've been in 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 a state of media addiction has honestly been like missing on my own life. And uh, and I think that's pretty tragic. So the 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 quest to be present to God and to learn to pray and to be um, have the mindset to allow me to do that was what really drove me to take this journey in the yeah. first place. That's uh, yeah. I I think that's that's a that's a great. You know, they're, they're they're great first steps and the great reasons to do it, to to try to break you know the habits that we formed, and to and to establish that. Because let's finish with this, Matt. Because we've talked about you know some of the problems, but I don't think we've talked about the positives enough. Whether it's prayer, or you know, or 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 spending time in scripture, mm. and the two are very. You know, to me, I almost, you know, I know they're different things, yeah. but they're almost so yeah. linked. Well, well, I've, you know, when we did, we did the episode on prayer and I recommend yeah. actually taking the Bible into the place yeah. of prayer and reading it prayerfully. Amen. It's like we, yep. faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word. And, and even that next step of the journey for you that you have found so important and that your daily spiritual practice of sitting still before God you, you know, for me, that those times, the way that I get into a form of, and I'm, and I hate to use this word because I know it's tricking for some people, but meditation before before the yeah. Lord, and when I read about it in Scripture and saying, you know, to be still and meditate mm. before the Lord, it's I I basically, and it's not a, like a an Eastern mantra thing or mm. repeating a phrase or anything like that. Yeah. I I meditate on the Scripture. I meditate on what I've just read. Yeah. I, I I be still. And say, okay, Holy Spirit, mm. you know, what are you teaching? Which me? is a legitimate form of meditation. I yes. mean, the essential difference for, for me when I sit still, I mean, is this Eastern meditation is about emptying your mind of everything. This yes. is actually about me filling my mind Amen. with the right thing. Amen. With the one thing that I actually really need and yeah. that my inner being really does desire. Yeah. And when I connect my desires, with God, then I'm actually desiring the thing that desire was made for. Mm. And so there's a sense of alignment with reality. And, and with, you know, when we become misaligned with reality, there's a friction that that causes. It's mm. kind of an existential friction. And, uh, but when, when that friction is overcome, when I'm desiring what desire itself was made for, then there's a stillness in that. There's a stillness. Mm almost a heavy stillness like a beautiful heavy stillness mm. in that in that place mm. I, I i would um i would say whatever it takes for you to find stillness with god yeah just do it yeah you you've got to find that place where you can be present with god and whatever you've got to get rid of yeah. even if it's overkill 
Yeah. It's better to do overkill than yeah. under. Yeah, yeah. You know, better better to chop off your arm or take out your <laughs> eye than to, yeah. We, we we remember those verses. Now, I want to. I really want to commend people here. That this is going to take time. Mm. It's it, it is not going to yeah, happen yeah. within a week. And and also, I mean, you you just said before about my daily practice of being. Stu- it's not a daily practice. It should be. Yeah, yeah. It it, it it's often that that I do that. Yes. Um, yes. But uh, it it also takes discipline. Yeah. And I mean, at, at the moment, I've been, you know, got that discipline again because I. This is the interesting thing about now. I've got time now. Yeah. Yeah. And I've I've had to discipline my day. You know, like get up at a certain time. You know, go for a walk, come back. I'll. You know, I mean. Yeah. Because it's actually it's going to be more difficult when life gets back. And that and that's to and, its and that's what I really want to. I, I really want to commend commend everybody listening. Yeah. You're listening right now. Here's what I want to tell you. You have been given a gift right now of yeah. time. Yeah, I know. This is the, the amazing the, the thing about this. The most precious yeah. gift that we can have in this dimension that we live in right yeah. now is this gift of time. If you are one of the many, many people who are now sitting at home or don't have a job or whatever it is that, you know, or you're having a break, whatever it is right now, you've got the gift of time. Use that time. It's like you've been given a million dollars. Invest into something that's going to pay off for the rest of your life, and that is learning how to be disciplined with prayer and scripture. Yeah. And and being so and it is let me just say this again. It's hard. Let any let yeah. anybody think it's fine for you, DJ. It's fine for you, Matt. You two are spiritual gurus. There's something special about you. No, there's I, certainly not. I would say, yeah. knowing Matt and I, yeah. how I know no ourselves, way. we're probably dumber and yeah. <laughs> and make more mistakes than most. I, yeah, I, I was one of those people that always f- felt that all the big spiritual things happen to everyone else, and nothing ever happens to me. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. classic. You know, like that, but yeah, yeah this is um, this is not some unachievable high ideal. Yeah, this is just life. I, look, Amen. And the other aspect of this, I really want to drill home, and I don't want to step on anybody's toes with their spirit with their spiritual outlook or anything like this. The value in this, and I think what God really is trying to do, I know it's true for my life, and Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for you as well, is the fact that it is hard and it does take time Mm. because it's not like you're going to sit there and a lightning bolt is going to to fall on your head and all of a sudden I've achieved. That's a good point. Because some people are looking for that shortcut. We live in that world of shortcuts. Uh, And also, I mean, one of the problems here is that we keep looking for encounters because we're sensationalists by enculturation. Yeah. We're enculturated to be sensationalist. I want yeah. some big thing to happen. Uh, there's not, it's like some big, th- it's like, I want God to turn up. Well, um, God is everywhere. Yeah. We are literally immersed in God's presence. Yeah. The problem is that we're not present to God. So, so like, it's not, it's not about some big encounter. It's about allowing yourself to, um, let, let me think of a way to put this, almost become absorbed into God to, to allow God to permeate your life. It's like it's like a tide coming up slowly. It's not about a big enc- encounter. That's this great. is the time thing. Yeah. It's it's like the tide coming up slowly. Now mm. you know you'll we, we you can you know you build a sandcastle on the beach and 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 the waves come and go and and yeah. but you know at the end of the day it's like the 
the tides come way up. And I, think, I didn't even <laughs> notice that happening because it happened so gradually yes. over and the waves came and went yeah. and but overall the tide came up. If we dedicate ourselves to making space mentally and time and we dedicate ourselves to being seekers of God in his word and in prayer, the tide will come up if we persist. It's not about big encounters. Yeah. It's about the slow rising of the tide. Now, 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 I also want to make a big point here, and, I, and I, uh, Matt, I know this is something that's on your your heart as well, because when when we have a spiritual discipline of the word, of prayer, of sitting still, of of study, of of all of these different things working together, and it's different for every person. Mm. It takes a different shape for every person. And you're going through those moments, and it is a long slog. It for some, mm. sometimes there are times where it's like, well, this is really hard. Am I getting anything out of it? All those type of questions. You, if you persist in that, there will be times, there will be days, there will be moments. There will be. I I I like to in my life. It's like all of a sudden, reality splits open, and it's to get the mm-hmm. matrix thing. All of a sudden, I see the other side. I see another dimension. Yeah. And I see reality, and it happens a, a split second. Yeah, and I go, "Oh, this is yeah, this is what it is." Yeah, I know and, exactly and, what you're talking and, about. And I yeah. go, and part of me wants that feeling all the time, but it, it fleets away, yeah. it goes away. But it only happens in those moments. I I am thankful for those amazing experience yeah. experiences, but I'm very reluctant to go. Did you hear about my experience? Because it can then make people feel that they're not there if they're yeah. not having that same Yeah, those thing. moments of clarity are moments where you see the view and they're meant to inspire you to go the journey. It's like, look at this, yeah. feel this. Yeah. Like, they're, 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 you know, I mean, there, there are times in my life where, where I have experienced God's presence and joy like in, in such elevated ways that, haunt me to this day because now I know what's possible. And it's not about me looking for an encounter. I actually want to live with a normal level of presence with God. You know, like that that's my I, – I'm not looking for big encounters. I don't want big encounters. I mm. want constancy. Mm. And um, and what I'm discovering now is that I'm, I've been using the fact that we're not having to get up and get the kids ready for school and, you know, all of the morning rush – but I'm making sure I still get up at a good time at early. Um, that's why I texted you at 6.30 this morning <laughs> with this idea about it. the podcast. I love it. Uh, you know, that, that I'm that I'm actually establishing healthy routines now that, right. that I can then take into when everything goes back to normal, if everything goes back to normal, it may not. Yeah. Uh, at least it'll go into a new normal. But when things get busy again... I, I will take those uh, newly formed habits with me Love because it. it's much easier. Cultivate them now. Uh, I think we have this unique opportunity now to cultivate these habits and take them into the rest of your life because now is a time that for us to use. Let's use the time that we have now. It's a new experience. Let's establish new habits that will bring us into a new era. listening to Thrive Perspectives, 
We want to hear from you. So send us your big questions and ideas. Our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv. You can contact us, download other shows, see all of our resources and much, much more at our website, thrivetoday.tv. The Thrive Today Network is on Facebook. Our Facebook page and links to our community groups are waiting for you. Just search and like Thrive Today page in Facebook now. Visiting the website, ratethispodcast.com slash Thrive Perspectives really helps us reach more people. So head to ratethispodcast.com slash Thrive Perspectives. We hope that these shows will challenge you to look at life from a new perspective and thrive. This was another DJP.FM production.